0: Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter, and I'm joined by Nate, and we're going to talk some Ducks hockey here in just a few minutes. We've got a couple games here uh, against the Jets, against the Blues, part one against the Blues, because part two will be happening today, I guess, if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got, uh got those to talk about. we got a little bit of news, upcoming games, and uh, yeah, that's... Basically, going to be the episode, just your your standard ducks talk, your standard quack report episode with some ducks stuff, some hockey stuff, some other stuff,
1: lots of stuff, crying stuff. (laughs)
0: There may or may not be tears. Yeah,
1: (laughs) is this is this therapy or adding to the reasons why I need to go see a therapist at this point? (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that is the question. Uh.
1: (laughs) And I and i don't think that's a uh, that's an individual thing even for me i think that's just not no. at all at, at all at all points of, like now right there's like there's talking about it and is this like okay is this like actually therapeutic for me or is this the reason that i need to go to therapy
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like that's just how i feel about hockey in general really <laughs> and and like even sports like if if you're like just tuning in because like you went to a Ducks game with a friend because yeah. they had a spare ticket and you're like, oh, I mean, I'll just see what this is about. But you're more of like a football or a basketball fan. I think sports in general is just yeah. like a, it's one of those things that it feels therapeutic and like, oh, this is like what I do to relax in the evening. But like, <laughs> I, I feel like every sports fan is lying to themselves when they say that, you know? Like, yeah. Because I, I think. <laughs> I think sports are like the cause of 90% of my stress you know? <laughs> and like trauma and all that.
1: Yeah, you know? it's, yeah, exactly. It's that thing of like, oh, yeah, like, I, I yeah, like, I watch sports to relax. That's my way to unwind. And meanwhile, my girl, my girlfriend's just like hearing me yell at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how how is that stress relieving for you? It's well, it's at least it's not schoolwork or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I
0: mean, like yelling and getting it out, like whatever emotions you have out. I feel yeah. like that's therapeutic in some way. But like, you wouldn't be yelling and be upset if you weren't watching the
1: sports. Yeah.
0: So. I guess. So unless you yelling about the sports is you yelling about. Schoolwork, or like homework—not like homework, but like like other work, work, work—not schoolwork, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. That's yeah. That's a question for someone with a
1: higher degree than me and you, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, there, there's the question for the show today. Is uh, one, listening to us, and two, just talking about how shitty this season has been so far, therapeutic or not?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let us let us know in the comments. What's more are, therapeutic?
1: Are we, are, <laughs> are we all actually okay, or do we need just like a single institution for Ducks followers as a whole?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and if so, why should it be... Uh, funded by the Samuelis.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it definitely should, yeah. Go go full, like, Arkham Asylum here, where the Samuelis yeah. build uh, Anaheim Asylum.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, well... So I guess that's your preview of how this show is going to go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I
0: guess, well, well, we'll start here, I guess, with the lesser of... Two evils in, actually, in terms of these games?
1: Actually, before we like really dive into the games, can oh, I sure. start it with an image, actually? Oh, yeah. Um, and for those that are just listening, don't worry. I will describe the image.
0: Uh, Nate, Nate is the master of closed captioning here.
1: I mean, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try my best. I try my best. Um, if there's any consolation to our heartbreak, to our trauma... It might now I'm going to say, might be this Connor Bedard in an Anaheim Ducks jersey. Everybody, I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, I need to make a Photoshop of this, and then I was scrolling through the uh, the comments of like the post, <laughs> and it's already been done, and it's already been done. And I'm just like, thank you for that very much. Um, <laughs> this goes out to uh, at Nick underscore M27, uh, who had posted this at least. I don't know if he did it, but this is was- just. Who I saw. Now, I'm saying might because it gives you just the best chances if Mm -hmm. you're the last place team in the league. It doesn't necessarily mean you are going to get the first overall pick. I think Buffalo Sabres fans know what I'm talking about with 2015 draft. Yeah, Um, And like, yeah, so don't start... Don't don't go get your reverse retro jersey done in like a Conor Bedard or anything like that just yet. Hold on a second. <laughs> and actually that's a jersey foul anyway, because he's never gonna wear that jersey. So um, yeah.
0: um <laughs> So you're saying that last night I shouldn't have ordered Connor Bedard on my reverse retro?
1: No, you shouldn't have. You should have just put it on uh on, on your orange uh Mighty Ducks jersey. So ah, that I don't have. Yeah. 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 So but you but you can <laughs> still go order one. So. That's true. Yeah.
0: It's not too late. I did, uh, for everyone else listening, because I know you already know this, I did order my Ryan Strome uh, reverse retro jersey. Yeah, 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 buddy. Yeah. And it will be here in January, mid January.
1: Are they? No, they're, they're. Oh, I'm trying to remember the jersey schedule now. They're still wearing the reverse retro into January. I think the Ducks are. Right?
0: I, I think so. Yeah, um, a few times. One that was a. Uh, let's see if this was the. Episode that was quite that a few episodes
1: ago now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Mine's supposed oh, to course. get here on Friday, so hopefully the next Monday oh, yeah. episode, I'm wearing it.
0: Nice. Yeah, because you're just getting a blank
1: one, right? Yeah, I just got a blank one and I ordered it through um, Adidas directly. Oh, when, okay. Uh, when they yeah. became available, so gotcha. But, um. Yeah, I okay. I'm not gonna lie. I did take a look at uh, cause yeah, you had ordered through Cool Hockey, so it's still just on uh, my phone there. Yeah, and now they're officially released over there. And I took a look, and there were Washington Capitals ones available because I'm kicking myself that I didn't get the first reverse retro for them. Yeah, and I do like the second one. And I'm just like, I said to my girlfriend, I'm just like, you know, if I had the money. If this is the other one I would get because really like for me and then sorry, and then we'll get into the games here. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not like I'm not a fan of Washington's current jerseys. They're just kind of yeah. they're, they're they're meh. They need to be updated. They're from that Reebok Edge era. Um yeah. But uh I don't know. Maybe if I can find like the the Adidas version of like the retro jersey of like the OG one. Oh, kind yeah. of thing, maybe that's the one I'd go for now, but. Um yeah, Washington's gonna be a little difficult because it's just like, okay, well, what they have, I'm not really a fan of, but Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I like I do want like as much as I'm trying to do the collection, right? I'm trying to get the jerseys that I want, like that I yeah. enjoy of each team. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, the Ducks are wearing it the twenty-fourth and the twenty-sixth. Um oh, on road so against yeah, Arizona and for, Colorado.
1: So yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to wear it for a couple of games then. So yeah, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I should have um Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because I still have a Ducks jersey, but it would have been cool to wear it uh, when we go in. Oh, no, we're going to no AHL is in December. We're going to like the Gulls in December and then the, yeah, Ducks, are the in March. Ducks are in
1: March. Okay, yeah. so I can
0: wear it for for that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I will do that then.
1: I'm still debating for that game because it's in Calgary. I've only ever been nah. to one Flames game that I have not worn a Flames jersey. And that was the game that I saw in Las Vegas. Um, and so oh, I wore, wore my I wore jersey. my Flurry yeah. Vegas jersey, being like a massive Flurry fat boy, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're new to the show, um, but uh yeah, that's the only time that I've ever not like worn a Flames jersey. I guess to a Flames game, so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like, dude, because that also might be the only Flames game I get to this year. Um, yeah, that's fair, just with how my schedule is. So I'm like, oh, okay, do I? rock the flame stuff do i rock the duck stuff because i'm technically there for (laughs) like for work reasons or do i just confuse the fuck out of everybody (laughs) wear like a flames jersey and a duck's hat or something like that so
0: you know we could uh we could do the thing that like hockey moms do when they're uh they're seeing both their kids play we can just take two jerseys cut them down the middle and just order a couple of china
1: ones there you go exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that would be the one reason i would get like china jerseys Again,
0: is just to cut them in half it's and sew so them together.
1: Of <laughs> <so I'm> together.
0: <laughs> yeah. What would you do with the other half, though? Because then, like, like the other halves.
1: Yeah, I make a know.
0: make an opposite other way jersey to, I don't know. Yeah. Give to the one other person that exists. That's probably a Ducks and a Flames fan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am, I am not sure. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I guess we can get or, into or I'll just.
1: I'll, I'll just be that guy that has like the Ducks jersey on top. And, uh, and now, okay, I'm saying this <laughs> because of how this season has gone for the Ducks. As soon as the Ducks start losing by two, I'll just take that one off and show the Flames jersey off.
0: <laughs> that's like going to be the one game where the Ducks win like, like one nothing. So, like, not I was going to say, that, up- I was gonna say yeah.
1: that's when the camera actually gets to me in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, all right. So yeah, uh, the the journey for Connor Bedard continues here. Game eighteen, uh, still without a regulation win. Two away from the record.
0: Two so, away from tying the record. Yeah, from
1: tying the record. Yeah. So we we might get to uh, get to see that and talk about it right after on uh, Wednesday's live. Uh, yeah, Wednesday's live stream. So, yep. <laughs> Fun. <laughs>
0: Times, Sometimes, Oh, boy.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah so, uh wow, music. <laughs> 3-2 loss to the Jets. Uh, not in overtime. So, keeping that record uh, cleaner, since we still have yeah. the, the, the lone blemish <laughs> against Boston there. But, uh, yeah, without a point in that one, even though, you know, I think the Ducks probably did deserve um a, at least a point in that also full disclosure i didn't watch either of these games it was a wild week so i i watched the highlights but I, I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and watch so um and i don't know how your week was either i know you didn't watch the game last night either but i don't yeah know no mine was here,
1: so. no my i oh no i actually i just had it on kind of in the background so i was like still like half paying attention as i was
0: this doing homework
1: well? yeah yeah but then it was me trying to find like as many highlights as possible and like trying to keep up on Twitter as well, like going through stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of how I've been having to do it this week. But I think I still have, I think I still have enough of an idea of,
0: yeah. of what happens. Yeah. not still like talk about it here. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. We, you just won't get the, um, the, the super crazy in-depth uh, insights that everybody comes here Um I don't play. know. I still think you might. something think you, you might. might. You, you might, but not the uh, breaking down the nothing play that had that yeah. didn't <laughs> even result in the shot on goal or any stat for anybody. But like somehow we're pissed about it. You won't yep. get that this time. But you'll get <laughs> you'll still get some in depth.
1: Uh, I don't know. You want to bet? I think I could still throw one in there. Actually, from what I've seen. <laughs> uh, okay,
0: fair. Um, you got some advanced stats for us here on the Jets game here, just to show us how close. This one actually was.
1: Yeah, just the usual stuff that's coming from me. You know, you deserved to win a meter from moneypuck.com. Uh, 66.7% in favor of Winnipeg, um, which, yeah, this, this game was definitely more in Winnipeg's favor. But uh, I think the Ducks just got um, a little lucky in some areas and uh what, what was... else is new like the ducks yeah, are only right. in it
0: because of luck like if they win the game they weren't the better team if they lose they're definitely not the better team like... yeah
1: and uh and john gibson definitely did help in this game uh mm-hmm. with that respect he had a 0.93 goal save above expected i'm not sure what his just jet, like overall safe percentage was but um yeah no yeah. he uh yeah he he did all right and helped the Help the team there as well. Connor Halbuck on the other side as well had a pretty good game, I would say. Point five nine mm. goals save above expected. And like he, he looked good as well. Um the only real blemishes I think in his play overall were I think the one goal against uh, that he got scored on was just like super deep in his net. But other than that, like both goalies I think had really good games. So yeah. Um yeah. Uh not Not really too much. Otherwise, that seemed to like insanely pop out at me, like stats wise or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Unless like anything for you, just for overall stats, kind of did. There's nothing really that I noticed. Um, no, not really. Um, yeah, I think that's the closest game. Actually, I think that's the closest game in shots that we have had this entire season. Shots were 32 to 31 in favor of Winnipeg.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah.
1: Now again, we're we're talking about like we're we're questioning quality shots right because you can yeah. just you know hit the guy in the pad and that counts as a shot but yeah um that's definitely the closest that we've that we've been in terms of uh terms of shots this season so
0: yeah for the for the most part like we've figured out the drastic difference in shots I think like there's we've had bad periods um we, we've had games that maybe we could allow less shots we could get more but like it's not like the Beginning of the season, where shots were like 45 to 20 in favor of the other team, right? Like, there's for the most, like, there's been the odd game, I guess, but for the most part,
1: I think we've it's, figured it we've out. We've closed the gap a slight bit more, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it like is we're still those, getting out
0: shot, but it's still close, right?
1: Yeah, it's still just taking a look at those quality, yeah, chances, yeah, of course. right. So, but let's... I mean,
0: when when the team is playing overall as bad as it is, like, yeah, the, you're not gonna ex- like, I'm not expecting. A whole bunch of high quality chances, like, yeah, yeah, which, which sucks to say because I did have high expectations for this team, but like higher expectations for this, yeah, because yeah. they
1: higher, like, we both had yeah, them yeah. sitting like the bottom two, bottom three for this season, yeah, for, like, but like for the division, but <laughs> yeah, we, we we didn't
0: predict this, that's for sure, so yeah, uh, so yeah, but anyways, um, it's yeah, it, overall, it wasn't a bad game this one and it it's really sucks that we couldn't at least steal a point out of this one and as we talked about last time like if we can get this to overtime like we're looking good we're winning this game so yeah. like
1: if, if <laughs> the odds are in our favor
0: <laughs> yeah if, if this game does go to overtime like maybe we do just get the two points
1: I don't know yeah you never know so um sort of another bright spot there Henrik zeger's Terry I know we've talked about them before and that like oh yeah they're looking good but like they are still looking good, and this is where I'm really happy that we're not fucking around with this line, but knowing how my luck is, I'm about to say this, and then Dallas Eakins is going to go, all right, let's change it up here, everybody. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that line is still looking pretty good, and uh, there's one play in particular with two of these guys that I want to mention there, which is that uh, tying gold to make it 2-2. Um, mm-hmm. The... Zigris to Henrique back to Zgris, uh on the rush there. A little give and go. That was awesome. That was like a clinic on passing and creating space for yourself, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: because, yeah, like, sure, it was only as a, well, like a two on three that turned into a two on two kind of thing, right? But like, those guys were able to, yeah, make the space for themselves and like they weren't fumbling around with the puck because they were being pressured or, Uh, or that sort of thing like in that moment because they created the space for themselves and Mm -hmm. um, yeah no that was a that was a fun play like I I watched that one just a couple times just to feel good again but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that was a really good one in particular though yeah for sure
0: I I did see the highlight of this one and um, I I think that these words will mean a lot coming from somebody who has a shrine for this player in their living room (laughs) that was a Connor McDavid
1: type of play right there like now, who's McDavid in that? Is it Henrique or is it Ze? No Ziegris. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 like just picks up the puck behind his own goal line and then breaks it out himself pa- passes it to Henrique, who and then just waits to get it back, still just fucking full tilt flying into the zone, and then yeah. just shoots it in like no big deal, like that is something I've seen Connor McDavid do like probably hundreds of times already in his career, mm. and whether he scores or not, like it uh, is. He scores on it quite a bit, but yeah. like to see another player do something like that and make it look so effortless like that's that's impressive for Zegras, considering he's twenty years old and still only like in his
1: second full n h l season so yeah um, absolutely the The more I see of this kid, the more especially going into a contract year here it's it's exciting but terrifying at the same time because. Okay, this this is maybe jumping <clears throat> a little bit, but like you can see it in Ziegler's post game interviews, but a lot of the guys as well, right? That like this losing the way that they have been this year is starting to take a toll on like them truly, yeah. right? Like yeah. they are there's no more like pissed about it or. Just kind of, you know, like a little bit of disappointment or that kind of thing. Like, this is, mm-hmm. like, starting to tear these guys. And so I'm hoping it's not a... I'm hoping it's not, like, a... Now, this is not to say that I don't think... Or that I think Zegers would approach it this way. But we have seen in the past few years that RFAs are starting to be able to dictate their futures a little bit more that mm-hmm. like it it almost more closely resembles being a UFA, weirdly enough. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that like cause, like we see, like the ceiling for this kid is still so much higher than where he's at right now, mm-hmm. which is wild to think yeah. about.
0: No matter what number he signs for in the off season, in a couple of years he's going to be underpaid, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, it's the the hope is just that. how this team is looking now and how they might look in the next couple of years dictates how long he stays around I guess yeah now I might get some people who start getting upset with me for bringing that up but in today's NHL it's kind of a reality yeah right like it's an unfortunate reality for, yeah so <laughs> if you're
0: for the, the team that you're a fan of but yeah. yeah
1: like like i'm excited to be able to if if this kid is a duck for the next however long we do this show mm-hmm. right um or like however long this show is able to go um i'll be happy with that mm-hmm. right like that that's gonna be so much fun to to watch right um that being said though if it's if it's that like he doesn't want to stick around Later on, and like I, and mm. like, I have nothing to say that he doesn't want to stick around. No, or like that. I'm, yeah. throwing, I'm just, just like I said, with how things have gone on around the NHL, like that's the terrifying aspect of it. Is like, okay, this is a reality. So, worst case scenario, what if? Right. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I have some thoughts on it too, but I think it'll make more sense in the context of some something we'll talk about a little later. So I'll, okay. I'll save okay.
1: them for then. But yeah. Um For now, though, I'm fucking. Loving
0: that line still. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and like it it comes in so clutch too. Like we've talked about Henry kind of taking over the Captain Clutch mantle eh? a little bit. Um but yeah, like the the tying like the game tying goal there, make it two two and what was that halfway through the uh third period there?
1: Yeah, about that I think. About halfway. I can pull up the time. Yeah. Anyway. Um so
0: that's yeah, like that is the line that you like. Even if it gets broken up to, you know, be able to spread the wealth a little bit down the lineup and cover up our severe lack of depth, yeah. <laughs> um, that is the line that you're going to go to in the last couple minutes of a game to try and get the tying goal, or um, after a, a good penalty kill, which we haven't seen mm-hmm. a lot of. But you know, if uh, if there's a if the other team gets a power play and doesn't score on it, you're you're then throwing this line out to try and um, get that favorable matchup against like a third or fourth line um, guy or third or fourth line, right? To, yeah. Like this is this is the power line that you are going to see together at some point during a game, whether it's um, only a, a minute or two or it's twenty minutes a night. It's mm-hmm. you're you're going to see it. So
1: yeah, you're talking about the like the clutch aspect of it, and absolutely is so. Kyle Connor scores uh his second goal of that game at the 14:15 mark of the third period that Zegers oh, wow. Henrique plays at the 14:43 mark so right after right those are guys that that line especially does not give up which mm-hmm. i fucking love because we have seen guys give up on this team oh um, for sure yeah and
0: especially when we're I, I'm not in the state to, we're in right
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to but i could start naming off names um yeah, so like clutch in that aspect and yeah, just that not back down attitude. Like, would it be awesome to see Trevor Zegers wear this, like wear the C on his chest? Absolutely. Like in the next couple of years here. Mm-hmm. Um But you could easily, I think, make the argument, maybe even more of an argument for Troy Terry. Yeah, absolutely. The, for the future, right? Just kind of thinking of Verbeek's mm-hmm. uh, comments from... Um, was it just before the season started? I think we were talking about uh, the yep. comments that he had of like it's going to be like kind of that twenty five and under crowd, which Terry <laughs> is still part of. He's twenty five this year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's still a guy that you know if you can you can have him for the next eight ten years, like that can totally be the your your captain, right?
0: Yeah. Your Oh, for Your sure.
1: visual leader, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, um, actually, anyway. sorry. That reminds me as well. I forget who tweeted it, and I don't know the context because it was just like a screenshot of a tweet. Um, but it, it said uh, it, it was in regards to the Ducks, and someone had said, "Just a reminder that um, like the majority, like the the core of this team and the majority of the players on this team need a cosigner to rent a car." <laughs> 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 and I thought I, yeah. I thought that was hilarious, but like it also puts it into perspective. Like you can bash this team all you want. But then you you take a step back and you're like most of these guys are like twenty five and under like or they're yeah. like even a lot of them are like twenty one and under right mm-hmm. so it's it really puts things into perspective that like oh my god this team sucks like this team is never going to win but like these are young guys m- for the most part
1: yeah so. in I, I will say in a league that has shifted to being a lot younger yeah right like um. You know, I'm just, just for curiosity's sake, I'm going to see if I can find what the average age in the NHL this season is. Oh, oh you have to be able to. Yeah, that's uh,
0: I, I know it's out there somewhere, so um, you could even probably find it by team.
1: Uh, oh, here, here you go. Actually, Nova Caps fan. So, average ages for all 32 opening night rosters from the 22 23 season. Um, okay. the okay, so for the opening yeah opening night roster on uh October 10th the ducks average age is 26.5 years okay. to compare to that the buffalo sabers are the youngest team at
0: 25.4 okay
1: so yeah so so here the the youngest teams will go like between buffalo and anaheim cuz
0: yeah
1: and and it makes sense these are the teams that are retooling or the rebuilding right yeah. uh buffalo 25.4 vancouver 25.6 columbus 25.7 arizona 25.7 new jersey 25.8 detroit 25.8 montreal 26.2 new uh the rangers 26. Point, or yeah 26.4 oh damn um which that's like the one outlier here of all of them <laughs> yeah and uh The ducks then at twenty six point five, and then because they're tied as well, the Ottawa Senators at twenty six point five.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah, no, it's a young team, and it it makes a lot of sense then when you see it.
1: So yeah, so oh, there actually, it's that I didn't scroll far enough. Uh, The average age on the open on opening night rosters, the average age for the league, twenty seven point nine. So yeah, twenty seven years old is okay. the average.
0: Just, just for perspective, who's the oldest average age?
1: Actually, I want you to guess it. I want you to guess the top three. Top three? Uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be in a particular order. Yeah. Just, just who are the top three oldest
0: teams? Um, I want to say
1: Washington.
0: Uh, they got quite. A f- Washington has quite a few young guys, so I feel like they might be more in the middle. Um. Vegas, okay. and Toronto's pretty young. Um, Islanders? No. Mm. I feel like Calgary doesn't have a lot of young players on their opening night roster. So I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh, Calgary, and do I want to go Washington or Vegas. I'm going to say Vegas. Pittsburgh, Calgary, Vegas.
1: Should have gone Washington. Really? <laughs> yeah. So your third oldest average team, Tampa Bay Lightning, 29.3 oh, years Oh, fuck. Old. Yeah. Your second oldest, the Washington Capitals, 29.6 years old. Okay. Which leaves the Pittsburgh Penguins at 29.9 years old. So 30 years old is their average. Yeah. Well, so that is a team that is trying to... Uh, Hold on to that that is trying to to hold on to like two thousand nine even for as long as possible.
0: Are are Calgary and Vegas even up there?
1: Uh Calgary sits fifth at twenty eight point five. Okay. And Vegas is Vegas is actually now that I think about it, they do have quite a few younger guys. Vegas is at twenty seven point eight. So they're right around the average there. Okay. So, so that was a shitty guess, but okay. Two, I got Pittsburgh, two, which the I'm The two happy teams about. that are at, uh, or I guess the one team that's at the average uh, is the Winnipeg Jets at 27.2. Okay. I, I would make a joke about, oh, of course, they're average at everything, but I mean, they're actually doing pretty well this year,
0: so. <laughs> Can't really say that, but um, yeah. What else we got here, uh, I guess, for this game? Um you had a comment here about the challenge uh, or the, the decision not to challenge on the first goal oh. by Kyle Connor.
1: Yeah, really quickly, that was uh, as some, as somebody who's definitely been bringing up like the goalie interference and the challenging and that kind of stuff. Like, should we have challenged it when we do? Like, whether we're not getting them or that kind of thing. Uh, this one, I think, was wise not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand the frustration from the guys. Uh, especially Gibson at first but watching it again uh, Benoit does push Dubois into Gibson for that initial contact right which mm-hmm. leads into him being pushed out of that position everybody else is then in that spot where he would have been and the shot happens yeah so I think that one would have been still deemed no goal I mean, you never know, but <laughs> but and th- but that's the thing, though. Yeah, maybe should have anyway because you know we've had a bunch that should have been goaltender interference that was not. So, you know what? You're already the most penalized team at this point. Just fucking add to it. Just, just embrace just, it. Just yeah. go for it, right? Because yeah. nobody knows at this point, even in the NHL. I want to pull up. Uh, I'm I'm going to pull it up really quickly here. There's a buddy of ours that uh, we've mentioned on the show a couple times, uh, Adam. He was watching the Edmonton Vegas game last night, and hmm. he had put out a tweet. and I was just checking it. Uh, I was just like, checking my Twitter uh, in between periods at my work. And uh, there's there's a tweet here that I I want I want to pull up here and just like my reply to it. Um, so you might have some context to this. If oh no, you weren't watching the Edmonton no, I didn't game watch, last night no. either. Um. So Anyway, he had said, uh, how, how in the fuck is that not goalie interference? Uh, carrier better eat some, uh, or better eat some later for that. And I replied just, I haven't even seen the play, but I can tell you the answer because the NHL.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was in the context of a goal. I think it was just like a, just in general, just like but, over him. Yeah.
1: Like goalie interference. Right. We, just, yeah. nobody knows what the rule is apparently. Um, hmm. Yeah, so and then he had said like, well, carry a rat over Skinner and it ended up in the back of the net and he, he wasn't pushed or tripped. So yeah, that sounds like goaltender interference to me. Like I, I still yeah, haven't even right? seen the highlight and I'm just like, yeah, that, that sounds like it to me. So and yeah. then I found, I think, like the perfect gif of uh, Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas just going, ha, officiating. Um, <laughs> 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 so I need to save that one for the future. Oh yeah, sure. so, yeah absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now we can, uh, I guess, get. Now we've talked about the first goal by Kyle Connor. We can talk about the second and third goal by Kyle Connor.
1: Yeah, unintentionally, I uh, put that in the outline, didn't I? Uh, Okay, so the the (laughs) second and third goal I have in here, uh, like, I feel like I wouldn't talk about them otherwise, unless there's like something drastic on like a singular goal or whatever. Mm -hmm. The thing that I noticed though that I why I put this here, the second and third goals were the exact same goal. And it was, okay, just, I want everybody, close your eyes, and you're just going to visualize this like, Visualize this with me, all right? Okay. The puck comes down low behind the net or, like, right around the goal line, but, like, not... It's, like, it's, just, it's kind of around the goal, but it's not so far in front of it. Um, Which brings three Ducks players down there. Brings your two defensemen, and it brings your center. Right, But they are very low to the goal line and not overly around the net itself. That's already, a, that's already a little bit of a problem. And then you have your other two Ducks that are way up at the top trying to cover the defenseman there at the point. Which leaves this massive strip um, between the two circles. That's just wide open. And Kyle Connor just has that video from a few years ago playing in his head. That's just a, it's free real estate. <laughs> and he just goes from Gibson's left to right, skates through, grabs a puck, shoots it in. No challenge whatsoever. Does that the first time in the, in the second period there. Or in the, sorry, the, sorry, the third.
0: Yeah, and you know and, what? It happens. You, you, defensive lapses, Yeah, they, they happen from time to time. Yeah. Whatever you learn sure, from them, you fix yeah. them for the next time, right?
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, I guess not the start of the third. That was at the fourteen fifteen mark of the third period. There. Um. Yeah. Trevor Ziegler and Adam Henrique have that great passing play. They tie it up, and then uh, just under five minutes later, at the nineteen oh six mark, right? We're in the last period of the game. Ducks are trying to try push for, uh, for overtime. I'll say that. Not even for the for the. Go ahead, goal they're pushing for overtime because that's when they seem to play their best for some reason. Um, they're pushing for that, and uh, same thing buck comes down really low. Three Ducks defenders by the line, not so much around the net. Two guys at the top. Kyle Connor looks around again and he goes, Hey, it's free real estate, still open. Might as well double dip. Yeah. Goes through Gibson's left to right, grabs the puck, shoots it, scores. To give Winnipeg the three-two lead with less than a minute left, so so not learning from your mistakes, <laughs> not learning from your mistakes. Yeah, Kyle Connor learned that. Hey, th- it's free real estate here, but yeah, um, and I think a lot of other teams might, or I'm sure, have taken a look at that. And, oh, um, oh, absolutely. That is I, I, that
0: is a video coach's wet dream right there. They come across that yeah. and they're like, they go to their coach and they're like, oh boy, I am you. Give, give me a $100 bonus right now because I got some fucking juicy shit for you. Look yeah, at this.
1: Like, like I know this is not the first time that, say, this type of play has happened to the Ducks this season. No. This is more prevalent to me that one guy did it within, f- like, five minutes. The yeah. exact same play. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Th- that's a problem. Like, I watched it and I was like, like, I was, like, watching the, uh, like the highlights again on, on YouTube and I was like, wait a second, that's the... And like I I double checked that like I didn't happen to like accidentally press a button and go back. Yeah. This is the exact same play.
0: Yeah, you're like I've seen this before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. So, no, and I'm sure yeah, John like, Gibson's thinking the exact same thing there. He's like I just saw this 5 minutes ago, you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, we're, we're kind of joking about it and I mean it's it's really not like Yeah, just feel like these things happen, yeah. but it is it is a problem if yeah. teams now figure out that this is something they can exploit. Like they're just that whoever the winger is that's like, like a top winger they're waiting they're waiting until they see three ducks go down to the line and then they're en- going right into the slot and the the yeah. guy that gets the puck behind the net is going to be just waiting for the three ducks to pressure him yeah. and then he's going to hey. feed that the easiest pass into the slot Just it's, he's not even going to look he's just literally going to like throw it in the general area of the slot and then Gibson shits his pants and then it's in the back of the net
1: and if I'm not mistaken, I believe one of Bucinavich's goal in the St. Louis game coming up here uh, was the exact same thing as well. Probably. And that like that's just off the top of my head. And I, I, I'm sure this mm-hmm. has happened more times. Just can't recall them offhand. Yeah, but it's a problem now. So Yeah, so. But, okay. um, um, yeah, so that, that was... I was just kind of yeah. I, I hope everybody enjoyed that visual experience with me. That uh, that that mental visual experience mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, so. I, I just
0: hope that if people were listening to this while they were driving, they they didn't close their eyes. But yeah, <laughs> if they were in the safety and comfort of their own home, wrapped yeah. up in their uh, Trevor uh sweater and their duck's okay. blanket.
1: Really random, just because you reminded me of it with closing your eyes while driving. Apparently, when. I, I've been fortunate enough that I've never been in a car accident. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but um, it's I, something I had read was like that most of the time, if you're in a accident, like even the fatal ones, um, your car radio won't stop, actually. It's something I, I read. I, I'm I i not sure if it is true. But the whole thing was just kind of like, oh, make sure you're uh, – it, it was kind of like the, like, what song do you, like, not want somebody to, like, be hearing as they're, like, looking at your fatal crash site, basically. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, now, like, horrifyingly, if somebody were to get into an accident and they just have us two playing <laughs> through their car.
0: yeah, I was like, <laughs>
1: oh, man, I'm sorry for that person.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you come up with this shit, man? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, you had one other point here about the pairing of Benoit and Klingberg for, um, I mean, not just this game in particular. Yeah. It's more of an in general, but it was it was quite the liability in this one.
1: Yeah. So I can pull it up as well for the St. Louis game. I guess they didn't play as much in that one, which is kind of a good thing. Kind of. But, um, yeah. So I said that like, and again, I know. Our defense especially is depleted and the system or lack of that. They're trying to play around does not help the situation whatsoever. Yeah. However, I'm not the, the Benoit Klingberg thing is not working at all or anymore. Yeah. So the last three games, uh, they're on ice expected goals against. Um, So, Okay, sorry, do you want me to start from Winnipeg or do you want me to go three games back and lead up to Winnipeg? Uh
0: yeah, let's great go choice. back and then okay. lead up to it. Yeah.
1: So just looking at the last three games of this pairing, mm-hmm. um, their expected goals against against Chicago 0.675, which you might go, oh, that doesn't sound horrible. Um, basically if you hit over one on that, you're not having a good time. Yeah. So if you're closer to one than not, it's not a great game. Um so, yeah, 0. 0.675 to the expected. They had one actual with 11 attempts against in just over 15 minutes. Not hmm. great, especially for a team that's also not in a playoff spot right now in Chicago. Yeah. As far as I can remember offhand. Yeah. At least at least at the time they were just sitting outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to the Detroit game where they played a lot less minutes, uh, 929. Um, but they had a 0.339 goals expected with one actual and eleven attempts against, so more than a, an attempt to, against per minute of play, um, and uh, and this is all five on five numbers as well. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get into the Winnipeg game where they played seventeen thirty one as a pairing on five on five, Oof. a one point four seven nine expected goals against with one actual on eighteen attempts. So like, yeah, just. That alone yeah. is like, okay, that's not really working. Maybe you try something else here. Yeah, uh, when you're seeing
0: that over the three games, it, it looks yeah. bad. Like, okay, and, you give up one goal when you should have not given up a goal in one game. Okay, it, it happens. That's how stats work. But when yeah. you see that consistent
1: pattern, that's when it's a problem. So I did want to compare it, though, to the rest of the league. Because I'm like, okay, you know what? It might just be on this team. It it's, it definitely doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, so but so first I did compare it to the Ducks though. And uh so this this pairing as a whole of Manuel and Klingberg, have played mm-hmm. I think it's like 62 and a half minutes. So they've played a, like just over a full game worth together, right? Yeah. So out of Ducks pairings that have played out of, that have played a minimum of 60 minutes there has been six of them. And uh but these guys have played them the lowest out of the minimum 60 minutes. And yep. they are still third worst for goals against per 60 at 3.85. Oof. So just to, to maybe simplify it, maybe for some mm. people, if you were to have these guys, imagine you're playing NHL 23, 22. If you didn't buy 23, like me yet so far, I'm still like mm. iffy. If I want to get it with black Friday, even, um, You've turned off the, the fatigue effect and you just have Benoit and Klingberg out there the entire time. You're expecting four goals against with them on the ice at this point. yeah. So not great. But then, like I said, I wanted to compare a little bit with the rest of the league. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm being a little too hard on them. Um, yeah, it's not looking great. So the the lowest you could do was minimum 10 minutes as a pairing for the season um, in the entire league, there have been 428 defensive pairings that have played a minimum of 10 minutes this season. That's a, okay. that's a fair amount, right? Mm-hmm. Considering oh, for sure. 32 teams and yeah. you got six, maybe seven defensemen in a game. Yeah. And out of the 428 pairs, they have, they are the 136th worst pairing in attempts against. In the league. That is. <laughs> and like. And like you look at some of the top ones. And they are like. Some of the top lines. So they're yeah. against the top lines. That are shooting a shit ton. As well right. So you yeah. kind think that. But yeah. 136th out of 428. In like just over an hour of game time. These guys are in the top 25% for worst in attempts against. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't know about you, but that just, that, that, that says to me a little bit that, uh, hey, maybe these guys aren't great at, uh, you know, shutting down the offense <laughs> against play, <laughs> like, playing hockey together. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's time for those two to get split up. At this point, like, I, I know we've talked in the past, like, oh, okay. Like, what do we want to do for, like if, if we were in charge of the lineups, like how do we want to shape it up, right? Yeah. At this point, I don't fucking know even because it's um it's depleted for sure. Like I yeah. said, I'm, I'm taking that in, into consideration here. Those two specifically, though, it's not working anymore. And is but, I mean, what bit... else do
0: you do now? Because obviously, because what was yeah. it, Klingberg, Kulikov? Was that the pairing that wasn't working that we talked about last time and then Kulikov got scratched?
1: Yeah, okay, so...
0: So at what point are you (laughs) saying, okay, maybe this is Klingberg's fault?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's... No, and I I was actually about to go there, but I do want to see... I'm I'm pulling up cap-friendly here. Because, yeah, Klingberg... You bring him in as a power play specialist, and even then, it's... Kinda meh this season. I mean, I know the power uh, well, play has been meh, but when you are yeah, I, you're, I have something about that next game, so
0: don't get don't get quite into that too yeah. much. But yeah, it's it's been like not when, great.
1: Like when you are when your quarterback of your power play is meh, that's an issue. That is an issue, and it yeah. honestly kind of makes me miss Jamie Drysdale because at this point, I would be trying to put him in that spot
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like. That's that's like the one time where I'd be like, okay, trial by fire. Here you go, right? Because yeah. it's not working for Klingberg anymore, which right now kind of sucks. Because sure, teams are maybe looking at it. Oh yeah, he's at, he's on the Anaheim Ducks, but this is supposed to be our potential big trade bait going up to the deadline for like yeah. high picks and prospects and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good. The other guy I saw. Um, I think somebody on Reddit, I, I forget uh, the user. Sorry, but had made a case for Gibson still being the the biggest trade bait at this point. And yeah. even then, it's it's actually it, uh, people in the comments had similar to um, the discussion I was having with somebody as well. Um, I think I brought it up on the show. They had said like, "Oh, get like uh, do like Gibson to New Jersey." I guess, mm-hmm. um, mind you, that was very in the. Uh, the early stages of the now twelve game winning streak by the New Jersey Devils. What the fuck? Yes, yeah, um, so <laughs> but uh, yeah, like my thing there was just like again, he's on the Ducks. They're definitely not playing great in front of him, but he at times hasn't really helped himself either. Yeah, and uh, which I guess that maybe leads a little bit into the into the next game, but uh, yeah, it, you're not gonna get the value that you're wanting out of him. Like, Mm. unfortunately for us, and I swear to God, Pat Verbeek, if you do any of this, the highest value guys we have for trades right now, or leading up to the deadline, which I know is still not until February, but, um, at this point we're two, no, two and a half months, kind of two and a half, three months away from it. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's those young guys, though, of like a Terry, a Zegers, a Drysdale, even injured. I think Drysdale still yeah. has um has more value for a trade, like, two-day uh, than mm. John Klingberg, which, yikes. Yeah, so, right. Like, this is the one which... time where I'm like, okay, like, obviously, you want to get something for him. And that was, I'm sure, a massive part of the idea. Oh, for sure, yeah. But at least you're out of his contract after this year worst yeah. case scenario like that's that's not you You want to get returns you don't want to lose guys for nothing but
0: yeah that's and, and i mean like, like still like even if we just get a seventh round pick for um for john klingberg like that's still we, we got that for nothing essentially like yeah we, we if, gave if up it, nothing to get klingberg and then l- literally whatever we get is just like free money essentially like house money at that point, whether yeah. it's a seventh I, round pick or a first round mm. pick or a highly touted prospect, like no matter what we get for him, it's something that we didn't have before and it cost us nothing. Um, obviously, the better, like the better he does, the better we can get, and that's that's what you want when you're paying a guy seven million dollars still. But it's yeah, yeah, the, it, it's the, not like this was our first round pick for like so many years, or we gave no. up like a highly touted prospect to be able to sign Klingberg or, or whatever. Like, it's
1: um. It's yeah. literally nothing. So like the the more I've watched Sean Klingberg this season, the more I think he almost was. I mean he definitely had more support in Dallas, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But it's uh oh, how do You're I say there?
0: he was like a product of a um <laughs> a already good bit. power play? Like
1: a little bit, yeah.
0: yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean it, you could, you could make the argument because Klingberg was essentially touted as the guy that can fix any power play in the offseason, which may have been a little bit of a something that was blown out of proportion by the media, right? But, like, yeah. if you're coming onto the Anaheim Ducks power play, and you're touted as, like, a power play specialist, and you can't even do that. You can't even get, like, one goal.
1: When you're touted at the... Like, actually, actually, no, you're right. He doesn't have a single goal on the power play, and he has three yeah, or, power play points, and that's, sorry, like, what I was total points.
0: Yeah, what I, what I was getting at is, like, jet, like, generate a goal like he he barely has generated any goals on these power plays evidently three of them in 18 games so yeah that that doesn't look good when you're a power play specialist like that number should be you you should have 18 points on the power play if you're a power play specialist over 18 games yeah I think
1: now Kulikov I know I've talked about him a little bit before and I'm still not the biggest fan of him but I know it's the role that he's kind of gotten put into right now I'm kind of done with him on that role in particular. Just to, sorry, wrap up that part yep. really quickly. Mm-hmm. In terms of Klingberg, though, that dude is... with. We've talked about plus-minus before, how you don't really look at it until something feels obvious almost about it. Yeah. And I know that there's guys on this team that are closer, Right. Mm -hmm. And you would expect that with the negative goal differential that we have as a team overall, right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Klingberg's supposed to be this top guy even defensively, right? Like, forget the power play alone. Defensively. And he's a negative 10 on the season right now. Yeah, that's... that's And we're not even at the quarter way of the season yet. Like, this could get a lot worse. Like, yeah. so it just...
0: Like, am I surprised by it? No, but like... There, it shouldn't be that
1: bad. No. It shouldn't I, be. I think we saw a couple cases of like this year of guys like pushing themselves out of the market with their asking price, right? And mm. a lot of people definitely question that for John Klingberg. Um when he signed a one-year deal at sure, the dollar amount that he was maybe looking for, mm-hmm. but there's no term to it, right? Yeah. Um you can even make the argument there with uh with, with Sonny Milano, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a case where um, I know we've kind of gone back to this, but that's the uh I feel like that was kind of the the Chris Kunitz Sidney Crosby thing, right? Where Milano and Ziegris worked really well together. Now Milano mm. has been in Washington for I think the last week or so. And mm. uh he's done like, well. Has, he's got a couple and goals and a yeah, couple right.
0: assists, yeah, not bad. Yeah.
1: But um it's like some players just work really well with other certain players right and I think for Klingberg he was working with quite a few guys that definitely helped his game Mm -hmm. on Anaheim with that power play especially right like sure some of the guys are young and still have stuff to learn but that should be a power play trying to remove the rose colored glasses that should be a power play that generates a lot more with the talent that you have there yeah right? And it's for sure not overly happening. And is that a little bit on everybody? Sure. But when you keep seeing your power play quarterback not give it to guys that are open that have chances at great chances, Mm -hmm. right? And he's ribbing into guys' feet or that sort of thing when there's like not, like it's a very low chance, right? Like that's where I'm just like, okay. Like, did this is this is where I wish Jamie Drysdale was back and we could put him in that position and try to push that forward for the future.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I, I just had one other thing to bring up about this game very quickly and then we'll take a quick break and hop yeah. over to St. Louis. The, uh, Kyle Connor got a hat trick, obviously, and we're obviously very focused on Anaheim here, so we uh, we really feel the lows and we really... And we also, you know, really feel the highs as well. But it, yeah. it seems like Anaheim is giving up a lot of hat tricks. And they've given up three. Eric Carlson, uh, Kuzmenko the next night, or a couple nights later, next game um, with Vancouver there. And then just a couple weeks after that, Kyle Connor in Winnipeg. So three hat tricks given up already on the season. Um, there's been 18 hat tricks already in the NHL. So the if uh, if you want to get a hat trick, just come to Anaheim. <laughs> Or wait for Anaheim to come to you. But Anaheim, believe it or not, is not actually the worst team in hat tricks given up. Uh, Do you have a guess, Nate, on who the worst team um, for most hat tricks given up is? Mm. Fun fact, the answer may surprise you. We've now turned into a BuzzFeed article. May surprise (laughs) (laughs) you. Okay, and as and a, i say it May because it surprised me, but it may not surprise you.
1: Okay, as a as a narrowing hint, uh west or east? West. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that definitely eliminates who my first pick was. It was out um, of curiosity. Columbus. Oh, um They've only given up one. All right. Yeah. Uh, Miko Rantanen. Team in the team in the west that's given up the most hat tricks. Yeah. I will say it's 4. Uh Sorry, I'm trying to visualize the teams and I'm like, no, that's oh, yeah. no. No, okay. Good. Um, actually, no, the visualization isn't working. I need to look at the standings really quick. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know
0: what? While you do that, um, let's take a quick break and the answer yeah. will be on the other side of that. Oh, we're pulling that shit? All right. Yeah, later. we are making you wait. <laughs> good old uh, daytime television trick there. <laughs> okay. See you guys in 60 seconds. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You have an answer okay. for me?
1: I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna take a guess. It is our fishy California friends, the San Jose Sharks.
0: It is not. They have not given up a hat trick this season.
1: Actually, no. Now that I think, as soon as I said it, I'm like, no, wait. James Reimer's <laughs> actually been not that horrible. Okay, I have yep. no. I, oh wait, actually, sorry. I got one more guess. Okay, is it the team that we just played in the St. Louis Blues?
0: Uh, it is not. No,
1: they've okay, given up no one
0: idea. hat trick to Montreal. Okay, uh, it's Edmonton. Montreal. They've given up. They've given up four. Really. Yeah. Um one against Trevor Moore uh, from LA just a couple nights ago, Jamie Ben on the 5th of November and then two to uh, Andre Sveshnikov um in October and then just to last Sveshnikov. week. There. Yeah. Um Holy but shit. to be fair because I have to defend my other team here, uh they are tied with Carolina in hat tricks. Hat tricks four, I suppose. Connor McDavid with two, Evander Kane with one, um, and then Carolina, who also has three, two from Spechnikov, both against Edmonton <laughs> and uh Sebastian Ajo.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay, so no, my... we're not the
0: worst in hat tricks given up, which is good.
1: Okay, my question because I'm not gonna lie, I do like Stuart Skinner. I mean, yeah. you, you know, this from talking, oh, yeah, for however good, uh, long,
0: but <laughs> good Alberta boy, good. Uh, he played for one of our local WHL teams here, so
1: yeah, I, like we, like we saw quite a bit of him in uh, like when he was still playing junior, um. Mm-hmm. How many of those hat-tricks, just like purely out of curiosity, how many of those hat-tricks are Jack Campbell hat-tricks against? You
0: know, that's a good because question. Because I, um, with
1: Edmonton's system, I don't even know if I, oh, diverting a little bit into Oilers talk, I don't know if i necessarily blame Campbell's play as of late on Campbell. No. Some goalies can work well within a certain type of system, and some just can't right yeah. like you see it throughout the league. Oh geez, sorry about that. Hit the microphone. <laughs> um and also like he is a brand new goalie to the system, right? Whereas Skinner, you know, has literally been brought up kind of through yeah. it. Even with the even with the coaching change and mm-hmm. or changes I guess that have happened in Anaheim over the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. just out of, yeah, just out of curiosity, do you know?
0: Yeah. Um yeah I, I just quickly clicked through the game logs three of them um, the two against Carolina and the one against Dallas were um, mm, okay. uh, were against Campbell and then the most recent one against uh, Skinner so
1: against Skinner yeah okay, okay. yeah that those makes, games that were
0: sense. those games were absolute well actually no because Edmonton won and ended up winning the one game against Carolina uh, and then the other one against Carolina and the one against Dallas were just awful team games as a whole so it's hard to blame Campbell on yeah. those
1: Um but yeah that's what I'm saying it's kind of like it's kind of a like some goalies can work within a system yeah some just it doesn't work as much for them but yeah so um like John yeah. Gibson right yeah yeah
0: exactly
1: yeah <laughs> he's not working within the lack of system that's going on right now yeah. <laughs> it, it, it works for him sometimes but uh in the case of uh this game it definitely does not. So. No,
0: um, yeah, six-two loss to the Blues on Saturday night. Um, I will say, just in fairness to Gibson, I, he was phenomenal in the first period. Face, what, what were the shots? Sixteen-five were the final shots uh, in the first period yeah. there, and no goals allowed. Or wait, I could be wrong about that.
1: Yeah, no, there was two in the first period.
0: Oh, there was. Yes, okay, but yeah. I mean, he made some great saves, and like obviously. He wasn't really getting much help from anybody else. No. If that was the the shot differential there. So he wasn't.
1: Yeah, Gibson but, in thirty nine thirty six of time on ice. Um, oh yeah, only
0: played the first two periods again. Yeah,
1: a eight twenty eight save percentage and Ooh. a but. This is where he also doesn't help himself sometimes. Uh, a negative two point nine eight goal save above expected. Now, yeah. I was actually ready to defend Gibson a little bit more I'll say Mm -hmm. um, by saying this is why he needs to have a break but then I was taking a look back right Stellars played the game against Chicago so this was only game I think it was game two or game three after having a game at least break Mm -hmm. so okay can't defend him there in that respect because I I was ready for the okay like this is this is where he needs some rest right because Mm When he when he crashes, he crashes hard.
0: I mean, you you should probably be do- doing two games Gibson, one game Stellars. So, and this was that's that ideal. third game, right?
1: So that's that's th- ideal. But you got maybe should have been have a Stellar's game, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah though that's uh, yeah. I'm not yeah. I, I'm placing the blame on yeah <laughs> Ekins here. So I'm I am I am defending Gibson a little bit, but
1: yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna question Eakins a little bit more here, I guess, which is it could be its own segment on the show at this point. Jesus. Oh, for sure. So, the last goal against on Gibson is at the 11-16 mark. Like, there's 11-16 left in the second period and that's goal number five against. Yeah. And we pull him and Stolars goes in at the start of the third period. But Gibson hasn't let anything in in over 11 minutes at that Point, considering how the rest of the game is going yeah, that's a pretty good stretch right and he's kind of holding the team a little bit there mm-hmm. yeah so like so why not what, leave him in right so it makes sense to me if maybe during that time he tweets something or just like so, something suddenly didn't feel good and okay Stoli you gotta head in otherwise I'm wondering why are you letting him finish over half a period then going to the locker room and going okay Stoli now you can go in
0: yeah. It's
1: it. Yeah, like I I know weird. we're yeah. we're not privy to the locker room or anything like that, especially like in periods, unless there's a camera in there that we're getting footage after the fact, right? But like, yeah. like that's the only reason I can think of that this makes sense is that like he yeah he he tweaks something or whatever, and it's just like okay maybe it's best if I just. Yeah. Or, or said Not something or... about
0: Eacons's wife or mother and Eacons <laughs> was like well fuck you I'm going to put Stella in there yeah
1: but but other than that like that doesn't make sense to me to leave your goalie in there for that long where yeah. he's doing okay then right and he's able to mm. hold your team and you're like okay no we're throwing in the other guy I I like, yeah, if, the, like if 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 that's the case I would be kind of I I would be pissed if I was in Gibson's position yeah. there a little bit of like yeah I think so yeah so like it's like okay I know the start of the game wasn't great but i haven't really had a whole lot of help in front of me either like mm-hmm. even even as a mercy pull right you do it after that fifth goal or like or even the tv timeout yeah right? Right? to give like yeah. to give Lars a little bit more time a little time kinda, to work up to warm up or whatever right because mm-hmm. yeah the, the next tv timeout would have been like around the 10 minute mark there
0: yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So, so it's,
1: like, it's weird. Like, I don't, yeah. if,
0: like, if, um, like, the the other times we have seen Stellars go in um, in relief of John Gibson this season, Gibson has let in f- his last goal, w- w- like, say, within the last five, five six, minutes of five the period, right? Yeah. So at that point, it makes sense. You're not going to, you don't really question that. But when it's 11 minutes, you either make the decision, okay, we're putting Stellars in for the last 11 minutes of this period plus the third. And so, yeah, it's it's just weird. It's just really weird that that decision wasn't made. It's like he had to do a pros and cons list, and it took him the rest of the period to to do that. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, unless something happened in the intermission, or or some more info was given to the bench during the intermission, or something happened in the last couple minutes of the
1: period. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Like that's the only way it makes sense to me. Yeah. And um, it's not okay. it's not and
0: it's not even like the back end of or like the first half of a back to back. Because then it would make sense. It's like, okay, yeah. well, let's see what happens and then okay, well, we're already out of this game. Let's put Stellars in and so that we can yeah. play Gibson again in the the second half of the back to back or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. So okay, there. so
1: actually that kinda leads into my question. So we are playing St. Louis again on Monday. I guess like when this episode drops, right? So there's there's no other games in between. It's You're you're playing a back-to-back situation but with a day break, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, and against the same team. Um do you start your your opinion, do you start Stellar's on Monday or like not to say abandon ship, but like that was rough? Like both Gibson's play to start like the first half of the game and just the team play overall. Do you start Stellar's on Monday or do you go back to Gibson to like as a bit of a vote of confidence. Like no, mm-hmm. like normally this is where I feel like I have an answer, like especially like being a goalie and having been in this type of situation before. But this is the one case yeah. where I'm like, I actually don't know because like I can like I can give you the, the the pros and cons of both sides.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. This is where I'm like I, I'm here. actually yeah, kind of torn tough. here. I don't know what you um, do. Shots were thirteen five in the in favor of Anaheim in the third period. Stellar's let in one goal. So, one goal on five shots. I mean, it's tough when you're going in in relief, right? Um, yeah, you're, you're heading in. So, third you're already and... you're going in cold and then you're already not facing a lot of shots. We've talked about that before. So, it's yeah. it's hard to just look at those numbers, especially in such a small sample size, right? But, yeah, given and I'm, what and I'm not seen, even looking
1: at them, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. So, so given what we've seen earlier in the season when Stellars goes in net we we have a better chance because the team plays better in front of Stellar's and then likewise Stellaris gives the team more of a chance i want to say like he's he's just more of a calming presence at, like just overall compared to gibson whereas the team plays like oh gibson gibson has this and then he has to make the flashy saves or he lets in you know a, yeah. a bunch of goals because he's tired of making flashy saves, right? So it's... The the yeah. team just plays differently in front of Stellars and I mm-hmm. think especially when it's 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 literally back-to-back against the same team in the same barn two days later, it's... It, that, that game is still in the back of your mind so if you're going in not changing anything, everybody's going to consciously or subconsciously be expecting the same outcome. I think if you put Stellars in there, it kind of gives you a reset for how you perceive the game. It's like, okay, this is a new game. It doesn't matter what happens in what happened in this last one because we have a different guy yeah. in net. So I think that that um Yeah, I, I think that is the one pro that kind of trumps everything else for playing Stellars over Gibson. I, I do agree with you. There is that, okay, let's give Gibson a shot at redemption here. But mm-hmm. um Especially against the
1: exact same team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? But I think that alone of we need to do a whole reset on the team because this game is still gonna be so fresh. Um, I think that at if I was the coach, a coach, would would lean me to put Stellar's Okay, in yeah, fair out. enough. So yeah, um, but at the same time, there is there, there and then there's also the benefit of like Gibson probably needs some rest because we've seen it before. With John Gibson, like we're yeah. we're already at the third game of, third game in a row for him, and it's, and his his play was poor. So mm. maybe two games is the limit. Like that's what I think, and I know that Dallas Eakins probably doesn't think that way. Um, and and I'm definitely more of like a numbers guy, anyways. Like if we can go two and one, two and one, two and one back and forth, the whole season, that would make me so happy. But <laughs> yeah, for like it's, for- it's, it's purely just for the numbers
1: of it. Yeah, so. well, even even like from what. I've seen and that sort of thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I do agree that okay, maybe two is a little short. I would go three and one.
0: Yeah, but we've seen this. This was the third game in a row for John Gibson, was it not? And
1: uh no, I th- actually I think this. Oh no, maybe the, was the second one. Um. No, sorry. Right, yeah, I think this was the third. Actually, you're right. Because um, it was it
0: was Chicago. When when did we play?
1: Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Chicago played. Oh, Chicago. There we go. Uh, yeah. Chicago was still ours there. Um, yeah. So yeah, then then so yeah, Detroit, then De- Winnipeg, yeah, Detroit, Seattle, Winnipeg, or St. Louis. Louis
0: sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think this is the first for, off the top of my head though. This is the first time that this has happened for Gibson this season that it hasn't been like consecutive not great games, right? So that's where yeah, maybe, I'm yeah. a little a little hesitant on the two to one right now. I would be a okay yeah, with three to one though because I've been saying the entire time you have to play the more right just yeah. to for the benefit of John Gibson. And yeah. I and I use this as an example when I'm talking like when I've talked about it before, but it was quite a while ago, so I'll bring it up again. Remember when the Montreal Canadiens brought in Jake Allen, and mm-hmm. they, you know, they still paid him like a was it? I think it was like four million dollars. Still, he was getting paid or something like that at yeah. the time. And everyone went, "That is a shit ton of money for your backup goalie." However, think of it this way: you are investing in your starting goalie, right? So in that case, mm-hmm. they are investing the four million dollars of Jake Allen into Carey Price right now mm-hmm. is john gibson carrie price no not 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 quite um yeah and i'm, I'm not going to say that he is that that would be lying to myself even but mm. you almost have to think of Stellar's as an investment into john gibson right if john gibson is going to be your guy you need to make sure that he is in the spot to be your guy yeah Right, it's so. it's
0: essentially the equivalent of buying John Gibson a time machine so that he can rest for exactly three days yeah. between every single game or 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 whatever, right? So that he could freeze yeah. time and then make it so that he can play in eighty-two games. Stellars is essentially the next best thing for a time machine to give John Gibson rest in between stretches of games.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, and I'll and I'll bring up an a an example here. Actually, I can bring up a couple examples here that we. Both understand. People, I'm mm-hmm. sure, might get sick of the Calgary and Edmonton stuff, but like those are just the the ones that come to mind, I guess, right away. With where yeah. we are, especially, we get a lot of Edmonton, mm-hmm. Calgary coverage where we are here in southern Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Talbot in the 2016 2017 season. What did he play? 72 games, I think it was. 70 something. Yeah, 71, yeah. 72 he played. Years. He played a shit ton of games. games. Basically, every
0: game that wasn't a in a back to back situation. Yeah,
1: and, and I think that's. Honestly, I think that's going to be the last time that we ever see those type of numbers. Oh, out of for a goalie sure. again. Yeah. Um, but I was even saying to you and Adam during that, right? I'm like, yes, he's playing great now, and he did play great even into the into the playoffs there, right? I was like, mm. but it will catch up to him at some point. And sure enough, it caught up to him that second that next season, right? And it was. Mm-hmm. Just not great after that time because, like, yes, you have the the time off in the summer and all that kind of thing, but you're still training and whatnot. Like, everything does still take a toll on your body.
0: Hmm. You also had kids that season too, so eventually, yeah. That, so there's, that, so there's, that so there's added there, too, yeah.
1: and yeah, exactly. So, like, that's a that's a very wide timeline, I guess. Example, sure. Yeah. But that's a case as well as well where I think the Edmonton Oilers gave up on Cam Talbot a little too early it's a different conversation but personally yeah Yeah. just because i saw what he did in calgary the next season so um yeah so that's one example there and the other one is just down in calgary and we're i think still seeing it currently with jacob markstrom Mm -hmm. uh daryl sutter did say this year that oh dan Vladar is going to get a start per week kind of thing but Mm -hmm. he's already seemingly kind of gone against that rule and we're mm. seeing markstrom who was a finalist last year for the besna is struggling and the guy does look tired especially when he's giving up uh you know goals that are detrimental i guess to the flames at that yeah. point right so like that's just, that's just a couple examples and like outside of what we've seen constantly with dallas Eakins and john gibson of like i don't know if he I, I would have to really go back and take a look if he ever was i guess but at least as of now john gibson's not the old school starting goaltender anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: right he still is your starting goaltender but maybe for 50 plus like 50 to 60 games yeah right like 60, yeah, 60. Is like at the very most so yeah yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I know we've talked about this before but just with especially with that game and it just, it, he seems getting run down again. And I, he, he had picked up from like the deep place that he was. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what was it when I checked a few weeks ago? I think on, uh, oh, it was rough.
0: Wasn't it like his, his minus eight? Was above
1: it. it was like, yeah, minus eight something, I think. So, yeah, it was um, around there, but, uh, here, let me. Where is this? Okay, I, I have to pull it up on on here. Okay, sounds good. Um, you you
0: had also wanted me to not scroll down the page as well to uh, look at some advanced stats. When can I? When can I? Oh yeah. Okay. So here. Sorry. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll. Sorry. Um, I guess we've already talked about the majority of the points. To be honest, anyway. Yeah. yeah I, we have. So in in terms of this game, I guess we haven't uh, done my my favorite things with the deserved to winometer and the mm-hmm. expected goals, right? Yeah. Just off the top of your head. The deserved to winometer is going in favor of who? Oh, St. Louis. Eh. No. Anaheim at 61.6%. What? Get fucked. No. What? Expected goals for this game? Anaheim 3.15. St. Louis 2.6. Wow.
0: That is yeah. shocking.
1: That I'm is- assuming I'm frozen right now. You are. You're very frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um as if, I guess as long as it allows me to keep talking here.
0: Yeah. Um, if you want to pop out for a second and come back in, that does that usually fix
1: it or Uh I can try I think I would have to Yeah, I might be able to here quick.
0: Okay. Sounds good. I can I can just keep talking. That's no problem. I can, okay. Just, sounds good. Yeah. Give me
1: 2 seconds here. And, okay. Uh, it's just cuz
0: your face is like just it, it, like the the frame that you're frozen on is so like it's 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 weird. It's a weird. One. I don't know if <laughs> you right. can see it, but
1: <laughs> all right, give me uh, give me two seconds. Uh, in the meantime, Carter will just tell you how surprising that is, and that's why I told him not to scroll down because I I, yeah. I wanted to see his reaction. But unfortunately, the screen's frozen. So at least I <laughs> at least I heard it though. All right, give yeah. me two seconds here, and I will be right back. Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Six. Like sixty one point six percent. I have no. I mean, to be fair, they played a good second period and third period against St. Louis. Like, yeah, the first period was rough. 16-5 were the shots. Um, 14-13 in favor of Anaheim for the second. 13-5 in favor of Anaheim for the third. Like, yeah, those periods looked really good. And we we talked about um, there we go. some nice plays. Ah, oh, perfect. There you are. Talked about, like, nice plays that were um, that were made here by Anaheim. Like, it's it, it makes sense. They had a couple good periods, but it's just when the score is that drastic it's hard to believe that this is a game Anaheim should have won and that our our expected goals against or goals or I guess our goals saved above expected is that low it's like yeah what score is that it's just so it's that's mind-water. where
1: I say that this was a rough night for Gibson both with the team in front of him but he wasn't overly helping himself um with that uh that negative like where or is it here? Yeah, negative 2.9. So negative three goals they have above expected. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah. the five he let in, only two were... By this stat, only two were not kind of on him, like that he should have had kind of thing. Yeah, so... Over, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Oh. Um, well you have you have
0: one more thing here on the the bottom about Sam Carrick and then I have a, I have a positive to leave us on for this game that I just haven't put in the outline. But.
1: Uh, you know what, go actually no, go ahead with your positive. This one's just more more a question overall. I guess, oh, okay. So. Sounds good. Okay. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Anaheim 2 for 4 on the power play in this game, 1 for 2 on the penalty kill. So, I mean, 50% doesn't look great, but when you're only giving up two penalties, that's yeah. that's pretty good. When you get four opportunities and actually capitalize on two of them, that's uh, that's phenomenal. Um, Unfortunately, I, I, no
1: five-on-five five goals, but... Yeah. Not but that, to because I'd be downer a downer on that no, point. <laughs> yeah, but like,
0: you know, we get some five-on-five five goals and we don't suck defensively, then maybe we, we we probably win this game given the expected goals and the yeah um, uh, deserved win meter and all that. But at that point, you're just saying, well, you know, if we played a completely different game and the Winnipeg Jets ended up sucking, <laughs> then we win, right? We just got to... Ex- Completely change everything. Or the,
1: the St. Louis Blues. Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah. I was I have stats pulled up for Winnipeg, so that's why I wanted Fair to, enough. that's that's yeah, why I'm confused. All but, good. Um so just to compare uh, directly with the Winnipeg game. Um the uh yes, five on four. Um Cam Fowler played uh one nineteen on the power play in that game, and John Klingberg played the remaining forty seconds. So some rounding errors there but for the one penalty that we or the one power play we had sorry uh Cam Fowler played the majority of it so that's kind of where things seem to it. shift not in the Jets game in oh the uh, Jets, sorry uh, the, I thought you were talking about that's the Jets, Jets the game, game I was talking about sorry no um, oh, okay against now I'm talking about the Blues game uh yes 5 on 4 power play time on ice uh Cam Fowler played 3 minutes and 43 seconds a goal and an assist essentially kind of two goals because um adam henry just got enough of a tip on that so that the play was really generated by fowler there so so two big points on the power play there john klingberg still played 152 uh on defense there uh no points nothing to show for it uh again just a couple games to show that to show those numbers but we look at the whole season so far five on four power play uh John Klingberg has played just over 45 minutes on the power play, three assists, uh, 10 shots on goal, um, no goals. And I mean, this doesn't really prove my point here, but I mean, uh, individual expected goals, 0.65 on the power play. Cam Fowler has played the next most on the power play with the ducks at 30 minutes and 24 seconds, a goal and two assists. So three points, just like Klingberg, um, only four shots on goal, a and a 0.32 individual expected goals, um, but I think that number is quite a bit lower because he is usually been on the second power play unit with Kevin Shattenkirk, so he hasn't quite got the, um, the higher, numbers like John Klingberg has already. But now we're starting to see the shift of Cam Fowler taking over that role on that number one role on the power play over John Klingberg. And it's already paying off because he's got two points in um, in these last, or, or well, in the last game, I guess. And yeah. then I don't know where the other one came from. I don't have, uh, yeah, I don't have the, the game logs specifically for that. but oh, wait, give me a second. I can maybe find. Mm. no. Yeah, no, I won't be able to find the power. Wait. Oh, no, this is power play right here. Where is the other power play point for Cam Fowler? Ah, yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. But anyways, it's really since, I guess, Minnesota is when he kind of started taking over. And I just haven't really noticed that he's been that number one guy now on the power play. Oh no, I guess we had 4 power play opportunities in that game, so maybe that's just like a cumulative thing, but anyways. Yeah. I um, I just yeah, it, it appears that Cam Fowler has taken over on the power play for John Klingberg and the numbers are um you know, I think showing that maybe Klingberg was the problem on the power play and
1: yeah. Which that's uh, that's just not great when you're
0: when you are the finding power play, a power play
1: specialist, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so yeah, maybe against Detroit, I think was this uh, was where he first started taking it over, just looking at the amount of power plays we had and trying to kind of gauge his time on ice here.
1: Hmm. Um, so,
0: so yeah, that's um. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyways, and I think that it's uh, it's either going to be a wake up call for John Klingberg, or it is um, or or now it's just Cam Fowler's time to shine. So
1: I'm okay with Fowler.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he's he ripped a couple point shots too, right? But they didn't hit shin pads. They either went in or got tipped. So like he made smart shots. He didn't just like, you know,
1: yeah, do do a shin pad check. Even his uh. I think this is the one that he was credited for. Um his uh his point from the excuse me, his point from the shot there. Like shot from the point, yeah. <laughs> his he has a split hesitation on it. But he watched it. Just, watch just to make space, space and, right? Yeah, it made the space though, and then he wired it through. And mm-hmm. like you're even looking like, oh, okay, like does that get tipped? And no, it beat Bennington cleanly. So yeah. The Mm -hmm. the little bit that we've seen on Fowler on the power play, yeah, I'm I'm more confident in him on that first than Klingberg right now. Which, Mm -hmm. yeah, not great to. It's not a great thing to hear or to or to feel, but yeah, and and that's not a slight at Cam Fowler by any means. It's more of a slight at John Klingberg. So
0: yeah, well, yeah, we've seen that Fowler is able to produce on the power play. Like he's filled in in the top pairing before he's. Our, he's been a go-to on the second pairing for a long time. It's just he plays a lot of other hard minutes, so it, we we just haven't been able to give him those minutes on the power play. But now we have no other choice. So sorry, Kling, or sorry Fowler, but like you're going to be playing probably 25, 30 minutes a night, if not if he yeah. hasn't already, right? So yeah, um, okay, yeah. Let's let's leave this game here with the the last point you or the, this last little question you have, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I guess it. I guess the only reason I can think of is, oh, well, you know, you're playing a game against them in two days again, right? So it's a thing. Besides that, though, why are we fighting with four seconds left?
0: Because you fought in your previous two games this season, so you got to to go for the, the the three streak. Especially when Nathan Beaulieu has done three games in a row already. You're like Sam Carrick probably feels a little... Um, challenged, I guess, in his role as the Anaheim Ducks goon, so he's got to get that third fight in a row.
1: Yeah, um, it's, I don't know, it it felt really pointless to me otherwise, right? Like, that's... Yeah, not, it did come not, across not.
0: as kind of, like, whiny, like, oh, we're, we're losing 6-2, like, I'm just it gonna just, it just I'm get the, in the goalie's face, and oh, you don't like that? Now I'm gonna
1: it fight makes, this rookie It, it makes win. Carrick look bad, in my opinion, and it makes the team look kind of worse. In a right? way. Like, yeah, like like the game is well done at that. You're literally four seconds away from going to the locker room, right? Like, yeah. I, I get the thing of oh, we got got to show that uh, we're, we're not going to back down. You should have done that a long fucking time ago in the game and scored some goals.
0: Hmm. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, because we're playing St. Louis again on Monday, that it's probably more of a statement of setting the tone for the next game. Like it's going to be physical. We're going to be hard to play against. You're not so going to win. Drops in against the first five
1: minutes of the first game. I mean, he might. (laughs) Uh, That's better, right? I wouldn't be surprised. You'll you'll, you'll have the momentum at that point, right? Now now, now you're waiting a day between games.
0: You know what? I'm calling it right now. Sam Carrick is fighting Jordan Bennington in the first period
1: of this game. Fuck, I would love it. Because speaking of our boy uh, Bennington, fuck him for uh, smacking the shin pads of Carrick. Oh, yeah. Both guys clearly have their gloves dropped. Yeah, that's a... What a fucking bitch.
0: Yeah. It's the it's the equivalent of the water bottle thing with Kadri in the playoffs last year. Like he's just such a whiny baby and I fucking hate it. Like so, like it's I, all I, that I, like that that shit. Just that that little sh- fucking 5-year-old shit. Like that's something a 5-year-old would do. Yeah. I feel. Like it's just
1: like that's I, I that, it. And it is clearly like it's an it's an expression but it's literal here. That is not your fight. Right, like, yeah. like, don't, yeah, you fucking asshole. Like, no. So, like, I, I genuinely have this in the notes here. I have someone hit him, please. Yes, somebody. Like, like, it is at the oh, point man. that I. Would I would love am... to see
0: John Gibson go full fucking. Uh, uh oh, I can't think of his name. Hextall, Ron Hextall <laughs> yeah. on, uh, on him, and just fucking fly like into the I am, zone.
1: I am at the point of begging anybody. In the NHL, please give Bennington the fight that he wants.
0: It's going to be Carrick. It It, it has to be him next game. It
1: doesn't matter if you win or lose. Get it out of his system. And it's going to be even better if Bennington loses it, like loses the fight, because then he's just going to look even more like a fucking clown. And maybe he'll like stop it yeah, and quit being such a fucking child yeah no kidding. Eh? Like on one hand, I almost want Bennington to continue it because it's gonna it's going to bite him in the ass eventually. Mm-hmm. It has to, oh yeah, right? Like karma has a way of finding you. Mm-hmm. and the more that this goes on, the bigger karma is gonna like. Act on Bennington here, oh, so yeah. like that's where I'm like, okay, like let's just get it done with because I'm sick of seeing each week. Oh, Bennington did this to this guy. Oh, Bennington did this. Oh, he fake punched this guy. No, I want him. I I want him to have the balls to actually do something, and then I want somebody to actually put him in his fucking place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, but at the same time, t- the t- longer, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> the longer that this goes on, though, the better it's going to be when he gets his fucking bell rung. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I hope we see it in this next game. Oh, that would I honestly we could lose every single game for the rest of the season if we got to see Bennington just get fucking clocked by like, Sam Carrick. I, like, I hope it's Carrick too.
1: Like I don't ever want I don't really? ever wish for yeah. somebody to get hurt. No. However, I want Bennington to just get knocked out.
0: Yeah, you just want him to get injured enough where he's like, you know what, coach, I like, I you don't need to do anything. Like, I'm not injured, I'm fine, but I just need to sit down for the rest of this game.
1: Yeah, but, n- not not even injured. But what's his nuts I, I just, in? I not just, not just e- like,
0: I just need to sit and have a minute. Like, <laughs>
1: not, not even injured. I just want somebody to give him enough of a punch that he like just has the lights turn off for a split second and goes down hard. Yeah, that's all I want. That's all, I want. That's
0: all yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Uh, we've got a couple pieces of news here to get to. Uh, Let's get to just the transactions we can bang out right away here. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk activated off of IR subsequently. Drew Hellison, who played no NHL games, sent back to San Diego. So a little, uh, little useless move there. But can't wait for us to maybe call him back up now that Bullyu's back on IR. Oh, I guess that was Thursday.
1: Shockingly. Yeah, so I... So, when you were talking about, uh, like, Klingberg and Fowler in defense earlier, and I was, like, yeah. mad typing, if you could hear that. I could. Um, but I, I obviously was paying attention to you. But oh, yeah, that yeah, was That was me taking a look, actually, at the NHL app and the um, like the player stats for this game. And they, at least on my iPad here, they do have the guys that are, because I saw Vakanainen's name on here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't remember seeing him on the ice and like taking a look. Oh, he's got no time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And scrolling down and seeing like, oh, okay. Like if like they'll put like a little thing and italicize the name if they're on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't I don't recall seeing an official thing for that, but no. it makes sense for 9 However, though, I was just continuing to scroll through. I think I was looking for somebody else in particular. Uh, oh, yeah. I was looking for Feller. And Nathan Bolio's name popped up mm-hmm. with the italicization there for being on injured reserve. And yeah. so then the mad typing was me trying to find this. And it was the, the most, um, what do you call it, like credible place, I guess, that I saw. There was uh, CBS Sports and uh, Cap Friendly had it. Well, on their Twitter, Cap
0: Cap Friendly is the one that kind of broke it or like found out about it, I guess. And then CBS usually just takes their shit from like the Mm. uh, Roto Wire who does like all the fantasy write ups, usually. Yeah,
1: but like I'm not even seeing this from the OC Register, I'm not seeing it like TSN, ESPN, Sportsnet. And so, what I was searching for was to see if I had just because I like. On the TQR Twitter account, I do have post notifications uh, on for the Anaheim Ducks, right? So I mm-hmm. I do see the general, like, a, the large majority of what the Ducks themselves post. And I'd even gone through, like, the, the news on the website, like, on the Ducks website, that there is nothing about that in particular. No. Which is just, it, it just, it goes back to that conversation that I had brought up a couple episodes ago now of, like, I get that they really... Like they keep things tight lipped, but like, hey, maybe putting one of like, well, let's just say one of one of your top six guys on injured reserve, having not heard anything about it since he left for unknown reasons, that might be something you want to put a little bit of a presser out about. Yeah, just an idea, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not,
0: right. It's, I, it's I, weird. I'm not
1: a I'm not a PR major or anything like that, but like, it's it's that in it's that uh, your fans or your stockholders idea, right? Like mm-hmm. if I just, if I just left off that a, uh, yeah. Say like you have like, we'll, we'll put this in a business perspective again, right? You have like three separate categories and the one uh, you have like your, your top six, uh, your, your top six items or whatever. Like products, right? whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if one just suddenly drops off the face of the earth and nothing is said about it from the company, hmm. I'd be a little taken aback and kind of yeah. concerned almost. So oh. yeah. Like say uh, you're like
0: your you're Apple and your iPhones suddenly cease to exist everywhere and you just don't say anything about it. People are like, where are yeah. the iPhones <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. We got, you mean Apple Watches? You mean iPads? Like, what, yeah. what are you looking for? Like, <laughs> This obviously is not a plug for Apple, but I feel comfortable talking about them on here because everybody knows who they are and you either buy them or you don't. So,
1: So, Um, Yeah, so I mean, like... Like, we were just expecting to hear something. I wasn't expecting to see it from, like, from these Twitter and... uh, What was the... The first place that pops up on a Google search is Pro Hockey Rumors. That's not where I'm expecting to see... Injured News. reserve or transactions <laughs> yeah. in regards to any team like that be the first place that I'm seeing it from. Yeah, so, right. can we please have a yeah. little bit more communication from the Ducks? That's all I'm asking yeah. for. That's all I'm asking for.
0: Um, I will say I I haven't been great at keeping on top of um, a lot of the Ducks stream podcasts. I've I've listened to some of them, so I I don't know if they've talked about it on there. I would imagine that. it would would have to come out but like I I mean I know that I don't think that Alexis who hosts those shows are I don't think she's like the the news breaking type she's I think she's kind of just given like whatever is publicly out there for the most part like I don't think she gets like a ton of the inside information and Unless she brings on those guests, um, yeah. So, I, and that's just from what I've gathered from the episodes I have been able to listen to, and and maybe on a recent one she has some more info about uh, Nathan Bolu. But like well, you would think, like, then that that somebody would then say something about that on Twitter, or like the Anaheim yeah. Ducks would then echo that information. Like it's it, it's just weird, but yeah, it, like we don't even have anything. It's it literally says Bolu undisclosed. Don't even know if it's retroactive to November 9th when he assuming last played assuming like
1: it is but yeah. probably
0: but like it's there's just literally
1: nothing, nothing. <laughs> about it so That's um funny. yeah and like even i even like i'm I'm clicking into that proxy rumors thing uh and it's according to cap friendly and the team's roster page so unless you're checking the roster page every day there's Which nothing cap coming out is. from <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. Which cap friendly? Why is cap friendly able to do a like not even just for the Ducks, a lot of NHL teams, their executives, whatever? Why is cap friendly able to do their jobs better than them? Anyway, that that that's that's a slight of the NHL. Cap friendly, fucking awesome. Love you guys. Um, but yeah, and then no corresponding move, and then you send down Hellison mm-hmm. after that. I I don't know. It's all just it's- a. It's a little confusing to me right now. Anyways, but yeah. So Um, yeah, those are the transactions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We, uh, yeah, you have this uh, tweet from Lisa Dillman of the OC register here.
1: Yeah. So this was just uh, earlier on Sunday here. Uh, The Ducks were, uh, yeah, Lisa Dillman of the OC register on Twitter here saying, uh, Ducks scheduled practice uh, canceled today in St. Louis just a meeting at the rink. Uh, meeting post game last night, briefly, but was players only. Um, that's what happens when struggle uh, with struggling teams. Hashtag uh, meet to plan next meeting.
0: <laughs> so the, the meeting last night after the game was players only, only. The one today was coaching staff involved as well. Yeah. Okay. So, with obviously we're never going to hear what happened in this post game players only meeting and we're not are really going to hear and watch about if anything about this um this meeting that replaced the scheduled practice either right but yeah you generally these players only meetings are one of two things the first one is this losing streak this law lo- this terrible loss our terrible play whatever is the case this is on the players we need to Have a message from the veteran leadership to the rest of the team and the veteran or just the team in general. Somebody wants to say something about whatever's going on, and it's okay, everybody needs to step up because everybody sucks. The leadership is not playing well. There's, um, these are the things we need to fix, and it's coming player to player. So there's no like, or there's less of a power dynamic, right? So it's, yeah, we all suck, we all need to be better because the coach deserves better and we don't want anything to happen to him and we know that we can be better that's that's one of two things that this meeting can be the other one for players only meetings is we know that we're better than this and the coaching staff is holding us back how does everybody feel about like what is everybody's confidence and trust level in the head coach and the rest of the coaching staff those, those are the two things that players only meetings are about or, or planning the Christmas party, but it's a little early. For that, <laughs> so it's, it's not even American Thanksgiving yet.
1: I mean, they might as well look forward to it. It seems to be the only thing that they have to look forward to. Yeah, right.
0: So, and I,
1: or it's I find hard, it hard or to third, believe... third, that, it's almost like an intervention on certain players, I guess, as well, right? Yeah, which I don't think it's that. No. either, but,
0: And I don't think it's the first one either. I think it's the...
1: I'm hoping it's the second one.
0: It it has to be. The, the the these players are smart and we have a healthy amount of veterans that know that have played for multiple teams and under multiple head coaches and have and we have championship guys or or guys that have gone deep in the playoffs as well. Like we have in in terms of young guys and veterans and winners in the NHL, we have a healthy mix of those guys in the locker room. So mm-hmm. it's not just a bunch of young guys who don't know what playing in the NHL is like. It's it, it's it, somebody has spoken up or a group has, has spoken up probably against Dallas Eakins. Again, prob- this is 100% speculation, but that's what it seems to be,
1: potentially. Yeah, it's... This is the one coup that I'd be in favor of. I guess <laughs> getting Dalizikins out of here because, like, kind of like I was talking a little bit about before. I don't, I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but like the interviews of, in particular, of like Zegris and uh, I think yeah, Fowler was interviewed last night. Like mm-hmm. these guys are obviously they're passionate about what they do right Mm -hmm. and but it's the the interviews are past the disappointment levels like it's like it's turmoil at this point like it's almost torture for them like these guys are genuinely upset that at this point they have not won a game in regulation like like forget that you've won in overtime or or shootouts or whatever you haven't won in regulation in 18 games Right. Mm -hmm. And like these guys are visibly shaken up by the whole thing and are like just like they're they're trying, I feel like, as much for change as possible, even just on the individual levels. Right. Yeah. To try to make the the team as a whole better. Like we don't from from what I'm able to gather, we don't have anybody on the team, which is great that is kind like kind of about themselves even yeah, right like like this is a very this is a very team mentality roster, which is great so but yeah, just to like see how like hurt these guys are in like in their in their interviews and whatnot, right like um yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. And uh at least like Twitter has definitely been noticing it lately too. Yeah. So um like if, if I could, like if we if we wouldn't get like pulled or flagged or whatever for it, like I would pull up this interview with Fowler here from uh from Bali Sports with uh Lozov mm-hmm. last night. Like, like the dude just looks Done. Yeah, and not like not I mean, in a not in a good way of like a like a like a pissed off done like just a defeated. But like, yeah. okay, yeah, there like, you go. Like, yeah, defeated. Te- That's a good team, word. This team, yeah. this team, just looks defeated at this point in interviews. Yeah, yeah, you're right,
0: and I mean, it sucks. Like you, you haven't won a game in regulation. Like, yeah, it's yes, you've still won games, but like.
1: Like is is it on the team? Yes, obviously. There's a there's a definitely yeah. a degree of that because they're the guys on the ice. But it's it's the idea of if you like test a fish on how, on his ability to climb a tree, almost right? Yeah, like a little bit of like if you're if you're not giving the proper supports for somebody to succeed. And I get it. Like this team wasn't going to be the best, but I oh I forget who said it last night on Twitter. Um, I'll will see if I can find it here in a second. But it was basically just you know like if if this team had a competent coach, I, I can find the exact wording they used. If this team had a competent coach. This team is definitely doing better, right? Like yeah, not. Playoffs better, but, like, middle of the road kind of better. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I, f- I feel like I've seen enough, actually, in these last 18 games, just looking at this season alone, right? Not looking at seasons past that I'm sure are, uh, you know, helping this train of thought a, a slight bit. Dallas Eakins is not the guy... He, he's the guy for sure if you're tanking for Bedard at this point. Yeah. Nobody's questioning that. But he's not the guy for the confidence of this team and the pieces that build it. Yeah. As like going forward.
0: Well, you can tank for it, Bedard is, while still winning games and enjoying coming yeah. to the rink every day. Right? Yeah. It,
1: yeah. It, it's, it's totally possible. Um,
0: and I mean, you look at can, what the state yeah. our defense is in. Like, you, we might just inadvertent inadvertently be tanking for Conor Bedard now, like with with literally no other choice because of just yeah. how depleted our back end. Yeah, has and become, and you right? know what?
1: That that fucking happens.
0: That yeah, happens. exactly. But a blessing that it's happening this season when yeah. Bedard is uh, the first overall pick.
1: <laughs> but when you're yeah not getting the support you need, and I'm still under the assumption. That and and I hope I'm right on this. I have nothing to go off of, but this is just my meant like my thought process through it. I'm still hoping that it's Verbeek just doesn't have the type of coach that he has in mind for this team moving forward available yet. Mm-hmm. That's my hope because otherwise, this is. Like because be, because of that reason, I unfortunately think that we are stuck with Eakins until April. There's no getting rid of him. Yeah. But like I said, something's got to give. Also, and um, you know, actually, I'll I'll bring up uh, the this question that we got on uh on Twitter here. Um, yeah. That I think like kind of spearheaded this topic almost a little bit, even at the mm. same time. Uh, yep. Besides the the tweet of uh, there's a players only meeting. Yeah, um, we got a message here from uh, from Devin on Twitter at uh, Cosmic Tuner, uh, uh, who had said like, uh, "Love your show, you guys rock, thank you very much, Devin." Um, and he had just said like, "I wonder how much longer Ekins will be coach." So you and I were talking about this really quickly, just for me to be able mm-hmm. to send off a message. So I said that uh, like my thing is the rest of the season, unless. Someone that Verbe ha- like the style or whatever that Verbe has in mind becomes available. Mm-hmm. Now, Carter, you had an interesting thing that I do like the idea of. Actually, that I think makes a lot of sense. Not not that you don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, or, yeah, <laughs> but like just like this one, like really does make sense. Yeah. I think of like a last resort, almost.
0: Yeah, kind of. Um, actually. I, I sort of have a different answer now um, than okay. what I said there. So if you want to read what you had typed to him, and then I'm, I'm going to amend my answer a little bit. Okay, sure. So or, what, or clarify, maybe. Sure, yeah.
1: okay. So Carter's original thing was that he's thinking three to four more games. So basically, you could potentially be beating the undefe- uh, or no wins in regulation record. Yeah. by That's by one to two games. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, one game. Um, so yeah, Carter's thinking three to four more games unless there's a regulation win in there, which we were kind of laughing. That is a fucking low (laughs) bar. But that's the point that I think all Ducks fans are at at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like which sucks, right? Like again, like there there's a difference between your team's not playing great overall or you're getting hit with injuries or whatnot that results in your team, not doing as well. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a little bit easier to stomach than yes, we have the injuries, but there is no support uh, coming from the people that are supposed to be in charge of this team outside of the locker room. I think. Yeah. Right. And by the locker room, I mean like the 23 roster players.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm like I, I still think that the leash is that short and the bar is that low, but I think probably a better indicator of when the when a coaching change needs to happen um, and when it will happen will be when this defeated appearance that Ziegris and Fowler are showing translates to their on ice play like it's no longer just a post game I am defeated because we lost like my tone is um, is lower and I really don't want to be here answering the same questions about why we suck when like that that'll happen obviously but when that defeated I don't want to be here I'm just going through the motions mentality is obvious on the ice I don't think we've gotten there yet because we're, we're still no. we're, we're, like it's Obviously, like yeah, we're in a bit of, bit of a bit of a valley in terms of the swing of the season, which, not a bit, we're in fucking Grand Canyon. But like when literally for just sixty minutes of game time, you know, guys are they get the puck, they dump it in. There's not really a lot of forecheck. They're they're just kind of backing up with the the other players. The, the score is like five nothing by the end of the second period. Shots are you know, 30 to 10. Like, there's there's just very little obvious effort being put in. Like, yeah, guys will take the puck, take a couple shots, make some plays, make some passes. But, like, you're you're just kind of doing the bare minimum. That's when I think the, the coaching change happens. And I think we're not far from that point, you know.
1: I think we've, just you describing it, I think we've actually already seen it. And I want to go back to a conversation that we had, like, just a few minutes ago. Sure, new team and whatnot, but again, John Klingberg was supposed to be this power play specialist for us, right? Mm. Yeah, you could almost say that. Sure, is he putting himself in not great positions? Absolutely. Could that be a sign of the defeatedness? And that's from a guy who just got here. I want to like let's take a look Mm. at a guy who's been here throughout this entire thing and how much that. How much people have talked about it, actually, when it happens. John Gibson. How many times in a game has that dude just looked defeated? Yeah. Whether he's having a bad game or a fantastic game that they're losing. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Yeah. No, we've definitely seen it with individual players. That's for sure. But as a team, you know, like our top line's still rolling. Um, We're we're still like throwing hits. Like Sam Carrick's still being... Sam Carrick like being physical and and fighting mm. and and Bollier was like that as well like as a team we we still have that energy and and there's some some guys that are already in that mindset but, but um, I
1: think I think So only- it, it,
0: we're definitely seeing like it's not just going to be like okay we're uh we're playing as a team putting in all of our effort everybody's given 110% next game boom everyone's at, like 10% like they're just literally yeah. out for a Sunday skate like it's not going to be that drastic but um so you're right we have already started to see that but i think in just a couple games we'll see the just the whole mentality around the team will have will just be so low in the dumps like even trevor zegris is just going to be dumping and chasing the puck and like Troy terry's going to just be like you know taking a weak wrister into the the crest of whatever goalie we're playing like it's it's only a matter of time and without uh any, any changes being made before we get to that point
1: you know, like I, I do agree with what you're saying, but at the same time with a good chunk of the roster, that was one of the things we talked about, like talked about off the top of the show, right? Say like that top line, like those guys don't give up. Yeah. Realistically. So that's where it's, that's just kind of like the the argument I would have against it, I guess. Mm-hmm. is like, I don't know if we're like, I'm sure we're going to see it from. Some guys, and like I said, I think we've already seen it out of Klingberg or Gibson or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like out of some of those guys, like they'll show it more off ice or maybe on the bench, but on ice, they're still going to give it everything they can because um, otherwise they're like letting their team down for sure. But they're almost letting themselves down, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, which, yeah, but which, a which point, is the like sign can, of which is the sign of like a good mental health headspace, actually, almost. Yeah. Oh, right? for sure. Or, yeah. um, like mental strength, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but I think that that's more just like I guess where that that three and four game um, mm-hmm. number that I put on it is coming from is like, and then I said unless we get a regulation win, because if we get that, I think then you know the outlook starts it's, to look it's, a little it's better. A bit of a it's a bit yeah. of a
1: pick me up, but then it just. Yeah moves the goalpost down a little bit more of okay where do we have to get to for this to be too much yeah yeah exactly so
0: i think yeah i mean there's going to be a certain point where even trevor Zegris is going to show up to the rink and the mood is just so incredibly low in the dressing room he'll like crack a couple jokes get basically no response and be like fuck what am i doing here like and then it'll just translate to his on-ice play, even though he wants to do the Michigan at every given available (laughs) opportunity. He's just, like, not going to be feeling it, and it's going to be obvious eventually. So, like, obviously the top-line guys on any team are going to be the last to break because they're used to winning games and they have that we're-the-best mentality and we're never giving up because that's, I think that's basically what separates the stars from just your run-of-the-mill NHL player in in a sense. Um so uh, yeah we're not far from that point but I think it's we're we're going to have a couple rough games this I'm, week I would predict I would be yeah. comfortable <laughs> making that bet that these are going to be rough
1: Oh yeah we games. still yeah we still have predictions to do Um okay really quickly and then I guess we should probably start to wrap up the last couple of yeah. things here Yeah sounds good Um I'm I kind of wondering cuz like yeah okay I can, like I like I said, I can kind of see like the on ice play kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm wondering though if it maybe won't necessarily be on ice during play. If it's venting out frustrations between the whistles, I think we have yeah. been seeing that actually over the last few games. Because like, mm-hmm. like am am I liking that? Um, and not that I think he was or was going to be. But am I liking that Zgris is not afraid to get his hands a little dirty in Scrums? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it seeming to happen maybe quite a bit more than we've seen in the last while at least? Yeah, I think so. So oh, I'm wondering sure. if maybe yeah. that's the almost the lashing out in a way, right? Yeah. Of the of the frustration outside of the oh, for sure, right? So yeah, yeah I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. Now I think, I think there's some merit to that too, but yeah. So, um, I, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks here. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've got the feeling in in my stomach of you know something's going to happen. Like throw it back to March 2020, like where you're like, oh, or beginning of March 2020, where you're like, oh, COVID, like that's just that's yeah. just the flu, and it, it's not here. It's in Europe. It's in <laughs> Asia. Like yeah, like a little bit down in the states, but it's not bad. And then like mid March hits, and then you're like. Oh fuck! Okay, this is something. Yeah, like, we're screwed. This is, yeah, you like you just know it's like you're in for for something rough. Like
1: yeah. just
0: the whole the whole vibe changed. Um, I've got like that obviously not to the same extent because COVID is a <laughs> worldwide disaster. And this is literally C- comparing
1: just, a pandemic to, to a <laughs> hockey team. But yeah, yeah this I is get, literally I get like an, an
0: entertainment business that has like no you know, yeah. um, grander scale. Beyond but these my are, individual happiness. But
1: these are real people. It's not a video yeah. game, right? So. And, and and
0: real people's jobs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, but I, I just have that same feeling of like, we're we're about to see some shit go down in the next couple yeah. weeks, just on a yeah. lesser scale of we're gonna see some shit go down for the next few months, which ended up being the next few years in yeah. COVID. So <laughs> um so yes, not trying to compare those directly, but yeah. Yeah. Um okay. To pick it up from uh, the dumps <laughs> of the episode, we'll call it. A couple upcoming games. I mean, Monday against St. Louis, as we've already talked about, 5 p.m. Pacific time, end of a road trip. What more can you say? Um, I, I, let's just get a score prediction down for this one because we've there's we we've kind of already talked about this, I guess. Uh, you know, pull up the spreadsheet there. Wh-
1: whenever whenever they have like a wide game, they like to have a... Tight game after. I'm still gonna go with a St. Louis win, though. <sighs> I hate to be the pessimist and just keep going for the other team, but it's un- until I see some change happen. You said um, you said Anaheim
0: last game, so you're, you're actually fine. You can be. Yeah. Okay.
1: Line. Uh, I'm gonna call four two St. Louis.
0: Okay.
1: It's at least better um, than this this last game. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to say the exact
0: same thing I did last time. I'm going to say 3-2 Anaheim. Um, again, another close game. Probably pushes it to overtime. I think I said 3-2 overtime last time. Or maybe you said 2-1 overtime. I don't remember. but I- I'm going 3-2. No regulation win. It's an overtime one. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. And then we have... Let me flip back to our outline here. Uh, Wednesday... Uh, Start of a four game homestand against the New York Rangers or four game, three game, three game, three game homestand. Sorry, um, against the New York Rangers. They will be in town and the game will be at 7 p.m. Pacific time at Honda Center. We haven't played the Rangers yet this year. Uh, Yeah, we we
1: did. We played them uh, October 17th. That oh, was like the road trip, yeah. Trip, yeah. Uh, uh, which was a loss. Loss, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take the St. Louis uh, goals uh, from the other day. Actually, I'm going to go six-two uh, for the Rangers.
0: Okay, okay, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm look I'm checking back-to-backs for the Rangers since they will be road-tripping it and. Uh, yes, they will be in L.A. on the Tuesday night. So we will see the backup goalie in New York, who is... Halak. Halak. Does he have a win yet this season? I believe Halak. he does. I don't think he does. Honestly.
1: But you know what, though? Knowing the Anaheim Ducks, you know it's going to be against them.
0: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they give this uh, team just a touch too much credit.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh Yaroslav Halak is oh four and one in his five games and all five have been starts. He hasn't gotten in mean, enrolled leaf this year.
0: Well, yeah, because it's it's just Um
1: three two <laughs> and two
0: goals against average, eight eighty three save percentage.
1: I'm gonna check I what is uh what is gold save. Just curious. Oh yeah.
0: Sorry, you said you said six two. I actually didn't put that in our uh
1: Yeah, I'm going with six two still <laughs> Fair. Six two uh, for New York. Yeah, negative sure. three point one goal save above expected in the five games there.
0: Okay. Not great, but I mean also not horrible. Especially when your context is negative eight for Gibson. But
1: um Yeah, which is now uh he did improve it, but now it's gotten worse again at negative seven point one for John Gibson on the season in fourteen games. Okay. Um
0: you know, this would be game twenty. Which would tie the streak if depending on what happens against St. Louis on Monday here. But um It it would hurt me so much to predict that this streak would continue. Um but or like that we would tie this streak. But like at this point I kinda want it to happen so that it's we, can be, we can be justified in our
1: in our rage. But like <laughs> you know I think I think getting I think, as soon as the articles came up of how close we were getting, I think that is the justification mark, yeah,
0: you know, this is the start of a I know New York is a good team, and but this is the start of a home stand where Anaheim Ducks fans are evidently fed up. I mean, it is a Wednesday night, so the stadium's probably not going to be
1: too packed, but like it's Orange night.
0: <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, apparently, because I didn't know yeah, anything a, about it. But, <laughs> but they're going to wear the orange jerseys probably. Like, I don't know. This seems like the game where you tie that streak um, for opening the season without a regulation win. And the effort is just so low. And it's absolutely embarrassing. You're on home ice against, yeah, a good team, but like you can't even show up and try to make it a close game. Against one of the top teams in the league, like this, I see it as that low-effort game already. Um, embarrassing loss at home, and then what? Yeah, what would it be? Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, the Ducks tweet out the uh, ambiguous press conference with uh, GM Pat Verbeek happening at uh, <laughs> noon Pacific time, live on Twitter, kind of uh, I, thing. I, I, I can I, see I that.
1: Say... I won't say Thursday.
0: But, no, the, I if it goes this way, I'm saying... Five... Four? Four-nothing loss to the New York Rangers um, at home, tying the, the streak. And that is the last game Dallas Eakins is behind the bench.
1: If they... Break, if,
0: if not, it's against Ottawa. But
1: <laughs> if they break the record and Eakins is fired, I'm going to say it's Sunday or Monday. Actually, no, I'm going to I'm going to say that it's
0: at like the end of the homestand, like against Ottawa or, or after Ottawa or Seattle.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Monday. Okay, next Monday, the twenty eighth. Because yeah, if you yeah, if you lose, isn't to that Ottawa, Thanksgiving
0: or the day after Thanksgiving? Uh, in America.
1: Yes, I, I don't know what day it's exactly on, but yes, that is yeah. this is Thanksgiving weekend coming up. So yeah, um, yeah, because the, the sentence would be breaking it.
0: Oh, sorry. Thurs, uh, Thursday is um, is Thanksgiving. Right. They yeah they do theirs on yeah. a Thursday, and we we do ours on a Monday.
1: Yeah. so yeah so Friday uh yeah uh black black Friday uh all coaches must g- must go
0: <laughs> yeah okay so, so I, yeah my, my, I mean
1: my, oh you know okay I actually I was looking at this and I, I read it as like Friday Saturday for the Kraken. like I thought it was back to backs at home uh no it's Friday Sunday okay yeah. I'm gonna go with either it's either gonna be Saturday or Monday
0: yeah and well. Well, because Thursday is the Thanksgiving day. So it's, I, I take back that it's going to happen there. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm leaning more towards what you're saying. Like, it's going to be the, probably like the Monday after the homestand. Um, because you're also not going to do a press conference on a Saturday. Like, that that just doesn't happen. Yeah, okay. But
1: yeah, so, uh, I'm, you're, I'm yeah, you're right. Then, yeah. The, then the Monday, you go on the road with whoever your interim coach is. At the time. Stothers, yeah. I think, would probably be the Stothers or, or Ward, probably. No Ward not here anymore, remember? Oh right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: probably Stothers then. Um okay, yeah. I'm I mean, I still think it's gonna be a bad like it's gonna be a very low effort <laughs> loss, unfortunately, and it's gonna it's not gonna be fun. So I'm still gonna stick with my four nothing prediction, but uh minus the firing of uh you know what four one. <laughs> Let's Trevor Ziegris won't give up there he'll he'll do some Ziegris or Terry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. so four one i I am gonna pencil in a uh against Seattle. I'm gonna pencil in for myself a three nothing loss against Seattle. I'm just gonna just gonna toss that in there temporarily just so that everyone can see it. It's in there, three nothing against Seattle. jumping <laughs> way ahead, but just as a reminder that we said. It's going to be a tough night and a tough Monday morning. So, which sucks. Just after Thanksgiving, a couple weeks before Christmas, you lose your job. You do feel, you got to feel for Eakins a little bit in that respect. He's not even fired and we're already talking about it. But, like,
1: as a human being, yes, I do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of this team overall, this should have been done a while ago. Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah um anyways not to be such downers on this episode but like at we uh we we tried to keep it as positive as we could but that's that's just where this team's at that's where we're at um it's obviously still a lot of fun to do these podcasts and yeah you know we we always have some sort of magic to talk about with like i said it is
1: therapeutic to a point (laughs) yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah um so yeah, we will be back on Wednesday after not not our usual live stream, which we do at seven Pacific time because the Rangers game will be going on at that time. We'll do a post game show after that, and um, just as usual on our uh, YouTube and Twitch channels at Quack Report Pod, and uh, then the full episode will be out Thursday um, Thursday morning on your favorite podcasting platform, and again on YouTube, Twitch at Quack Report Pod. And you can follow the show at QuackReportPod on those channels that I have already mentioned a couple times, as well as Twitter and Instagram. Myself at Carter underscore pots, P O T T S underscore 97. And Nate, if people want to follow you and uh, just, you know, wallow in the fact that Dallas Eakins is still behind the bench, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can shoot, uh, yeah, you can, you can do that with me uh, on Twitter. And I, I'll throw on the Instagram as well because who knows what's happening with, uh, with, with Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, both uh, are at Tate Nomas, T A T E N H O M A S.
0: Yeah, and we hope that you guys have a good week and a good Monday. Hope that it's not too much for you at work, if you work Mondays, that is. Uh, Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and uh, we will see you on Wednesday. And I guess, go decks, go. You never know what can happen.